astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. another episode of the mom and me astrology podcast my name is kate wind and joining me is my mom mary swick good morning kate good morning today we are going to discuss the lunar new year also referred to as the chinese new year and you know this is something that i know at least in las vegas we have seen a huge uptick um, in the celebration of i don't know maybe in other states if it's gaining as much notoriety, but I mean, I've also seen like makeup lines come out with a lunar new year theme. Um, I'm definitely seeing more decor in the uh, kind of grocery stores or, you know, where I notice it is just even driving through neighborhoods and looking at front doors, Yeah, right? You see people are decorating for the Chinese new year. Absolutely. Right. So, and I, I still call the Chinese new year. I mean, yes, they, they're heavily associated with the Chinese culture specifically, but this is, this is a, a celebration that's been widely uh, uh, celebrated throughout Southeast Asia for ever basically. Yeah. And now clearly seeing it, you know, seep into the world basically. Well, right. and it's interesting because there is some criticism of like the Gregorian calendar of like what really is January 1st what mm. is kind of the right. symbolism behind that and there really isn't any I mean that was kind of man-made do you agree with this <laughs> well all time systems are man-made okay right. okay but right <laughs> sure. sure but something like the lunar new year is a date based on the second new moon after the winter solstice right so it's a date that changes and fluctuates every year, unlike mm -hmm. our calendar where it's like, oh, January 1st every year. Right, right. The new year. Yeah, it gets, you know, it gets a little messy talking about the calendars and the ideas that, you know, to me, this is just a, it's a tradition. It's recognized by a lot of people, millions and millions of people. So it gains power just on that basis. Yeah, absolutely. Remember Festivus? You weren't a big Seinfeld watcher, were you? No. No, I know you weren't. I've heard that. Oh. Festivus. It's a made-up holiday. To think, oh. Okay. Of what it was. And then it's like, it you know, meant nothing when we laughed when we heard it in, in this episode. But then a lot of people started celebrating Festivus. And it was, it was like it became, took on more meaning. I was going to like the roller decks of Catholic school. Like what holiday was no, that? No, Festivus. <laughs> no, no, this was a Seinfeld thing. Okay. Anyhow, that's a side point. Let's not go down that path. Okay. So anyhow, we're talking, and you know, last week we talked about, uh, you know, the new moon. Correct. And we mentioned January 31st. And yes, um, you might hear February 1st is the uh, lunar new year. Yep. Well, here in the States, it's technically occurring January 31st. But yes, it's kind of recognized as February 1st if you were sitting in China and celebrating it. So anyone that hears that variation, yeah, it's the same event we're talking about here. Correct. Yeah. And kind of similar to um, Western astrology, there are 12 um, symbols that make up the different zodiac signs. 
of um, Chinese astrology. And so I think we just maybe, we're not going to talk about any correlation between Western astrology and this, but I think it is important just to acknowledge where we've been this past year. We're saying goodbye to the metal ox. Yay. Goodbye ox. Right. And I think if we had to go back and listen to our podcast last year, we probably talked about a lot about the ox being stubborn and hardworking and very, uh, almost, you know, just practical in its demeanor. And so I think it's interesting that a couple different things as if we want to kind of compare it to Western astrology, we talked a lot about Uranus kind of going against Saturn, which Saturn is that hardworking, very practical energy. So I do think that Ox was uh, amplified a little bit in what that the ideas of the old structures and that dutifulness that we've had in the past. And you made also a good point about how frontline workers were in the media spotlight throughout 2021. Like how many times did we hear frontline workers, the very yeah, practical the ox, the ox in theory. I mean, just think about what we know, get, get, don't have to study Chinese, the Zodiac, Chinese Zodiac. Just what do we know about the ox? It right. gets dirty. It shows up. It works long days, so to speak. It's not a, you know, it's, it's not an exciting animal. I'm sorry. It's just dutiful. And that describes first, you know, frontline workers. And this year they got a lot of press. And to be honest, those are the people that really got some good, not, I shouldn't say good raises. They got raises, right? That there was backlash. Yeah. The ox got paid better this year. Yeah. Now I can't take into inflation and all that stuff. Maybe it wasn't so great, but there was a lot of chatter about it, wasn't it? There was definitely a lot of chatter. And I think that there were probably more of those frontline worker positions open maybe than ever that, yeah. you know, like everywhere had like that were hiring for these positions. Um, and I think a lot of people that were still on that front line felt like the burden of the ox where they probably uh-huh. didn't have enough staff, you know, like a lot of like restaurants you went into, they were only seating half the tables because of, um, you know, they didn't have enough workers. And so the people that were working really did get the brunt of that kind of exhaustion and dutifulness. Just the hospitals, the medical staff. And then there's just the average person who may think, well, if other people would have done this or that, then I wouldn't be in this situation I'm in. So we had that sense on some level of someone's carrying some burdens or feeling like they're carrying some burdens this year. But the point is it's ending. We got through it. Um, uh, If you're wondering, are you an ox by by your birth date? Uh, those I'm going to start way back. I don't know if we have any listeners that would qualify for being born in 1937, but okay, 1937, 1949, 61, 73, uh, 1985, 1997, uh, 2009, and then again, if you had a baby this year, 2021. Yeah. Uh, the only exception I'm going to say here, if you're born in that like mid-January to mid-February window, you're going to have to consult. You're going to have to Google your birth date to see because obviously everything shifts at the Chinese New Year. We've already explained it kind of shifts around. It's not one date. So, uh, but if you're born, certainly uh, March through December of those years, you're definitely were an ox. So say goodbye to it. So we are moving into the year of the water tiger. Um, they're, they have 12 signs as well, just like the Western astrology. Uh, but then they do put an element in front of the animal. 
So that's why I said we're in a water tiger year. The tiger year happens every 12 years. Um, so we could also run through if you're a tiger. Um, I don't know if we want to do this back to back, but if you want to know if you're a tiger, 1938, 1950, 
I know you have a very, very serious good. stuff. I mean, we, you know, I was 10 years old, you know, so, you know, you really can't grasp what that means, but, you know, we were, there was routine drills in the classroom. I mean, my fellow baby boomers out there remember this, you know, we were practicing alarm going off and ducking under our desks and the concept Again, I would happen to be in a Catholic school, so somehow it was ramped up with this idea that, you know, someone's going to come marching into our classroom and persecute us because we were Catholics. Yeah. I mean, I laugh about it now. It was that, but it was as, as a child, you really thought that could happen. Someone's coming, going to come into this room and, you know, threaten us and uh, blah, blah, blah. And the nuns tried to, are you going to be brave enough to stand up and say oh that you believe in Jesus Christ? I mean, that, that was the question they kept throwing at us. And, you know, of course, we're all kind of meekly raising our hands a little bit past our shoulders, like, uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Anyhow, well, that was terrible. But it's a terrible memory. But that's what 62 was about. U.S. faced down at that time, the Soviet Union over the potential of using Cuba as a launch pad to lob a missile directly at us. And it was it was serious business. Absolutely. Thank heaven. It worked out, so to speak. I mean, we avoided, I shouldn't say it worked out. I should, we avoided that. Yeah. That was yeah. the big thing. Yeah. So I'm sorry, think, that was 62. Right. And 2022 is going to be an anniversary of it. Yeah. So before we go any further, because I don't want to leave everyone freaked out that that means that we're going to war again in some way. But, you know, I guess maybe we should just talk about like, you know, we practice Western astrology. So like, you know, obviously that's, we believe in that. So people might say like, well, what's the validity of like Western astrology versus the lunar new year and the, the Chinese Zodiac that you're talking about today, you know, and I think they're all tools that we can use for predictions or, you know, different things to look to see how something will play out. And so I do think that there's great validity just to even kind of compare the two and how we're seeing the two stories of what we've talked about, maybe with like the Pluto return of the USA and then being paired with this as well, that there are some similar storylines happening, right? We can't negate one, like, you know, we, we honor both of them is maybe I'm just what I want to say. Um, before we freak everyone out and leave everyone with this idea that oh we have to go to war because that's what happened in 1962 um well we avoid the war was avoided i mean that's the yeah. good news yeah you know. but <laughs> that fear of it yeah um i saw something the other day about mark cuban launching like a pharmaceutical company where there is going to be like transparency with how much medication costs and I thought that was just such an interesting idea. I know I sent the article to you immediately and just said, oh, this is a great, this could be a great Pluto return story. Because I think on that just last episode we did about Pluto return, we talked about the idea of transparency with what companies pay employees. I know right. we did that as an example, yes, because that really makes a lot of companies vulnerable if the people know either how much people make or how much things actually cost. And of course, for it to be a business, there has to be inflation, but just some of the examples that I read, these medications cost like, you know, $20 and they're turning around and selling them for $10,000, something pretty wild. So um, the idea of people who have a lot of money in our country, stepping up and exposing 
things that have been happening that are not uh, maybe moral. I guess we could use moral as the word or something that's just been a little bit shady could kind of put us at war, if you will, with ourselves. Where oh, I'd like that idea that the yeah, the monkey opposing the tiger that we could and we said that you might we might be clashing with ourselves right. institutions going up against institutions right right yeah and I I do I don't want to paint all the wealthy people as going to be the ones that are going to lead the cause it certainly could be driven by the people True. right the people are the one that once they see oh. I can buy it at this price versus that price. Look at the success of Walmart in this country. Then, you know, that's where the feet go. That's where the money goes. The money will naturally, and that then will be the stripping of. Uh, you know, we can, it'll be interesting to watch what happens in that storyline. But, uh, but there are the some point is, players that have a lot, a lot of money that could yeah. really start. You know, they have enough money to buy people out of whatever they're trying to hide or disclose or. You know, right. they could really step up into more significant positions of power that start reforming some of the things that we do. And although that sounds really nice, like, oh, just put a bow on it. Like it's going to create major upset. Oh, in some oh yeah. It would upset people's jobs, you know, create more instability. Uh, right. there, there's always a dark, someone's always winning as I have learned. Yeah. Someone is always winning and someone unfortunately has to be losing simultaneously. Right. Right. So anyhow, but anyhow, it, it is, uh, I would think, a significant year for the United States just based on the fact that uh, we as monkeys are opposed the tiger. So again, oppositions make you have to clarify where you stand, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it uh, you come out as a winner or loser, or let's go back to 62 and okay, we did lose face over the whole, a lot of it, but the point is we did, you know, stand our ground. Yeah. So if we switch gears a little bit and talk about how would someone celebrate the Lunar New Year, we have about, we have a handful of items that people can do. And I think the first one we should start with is the idea of how are you carrying your money? So whether that's in a purse, whether it's in a wallet, whether it's in a phone case that um, you should assess how did that purse or wallet treat you last year, mm -hmm. um, you know? Was it good? Was it bad? Uh, most people would think, well, if it was bad, definitely I have to upgrade my purse. Right. I, I would and say- I would recommend that too. Yeah. Definitely, no question. Yeah, but even if you think, oh, it's a, it was a good purse to me last year and it's still in good condition. You know, if, you're, if you still want to level up and somehow make more money yet, you know, don't be fooled by the thought that, oh, it was good luck last year. Um, you know, there's always change. There's always something maybe more that we- want so well i'd like to expand out because it's not just about money uh your purse is um, for women for men the wallet you know it's your sense of security sure. like private information you know access to you know my social security number potentially something of that nature so the idea is it's your sense of security and well-being just ask any woman who loses their purse right. <laughs> how panicky you go what panic you go into um, so the idea is, it's not just about money. Sometimes if you have security, you're willing to take a risk. You're willing to, let me try this. Let me, let me quit this and get into that. So that power of security is pretty strong. Yeah. It sure. may be even greater than the money. Sure. But I'm with you. 
I, I do recommend, have always recommended that um, women, most of our audience is women, but we have men as well. You know, look at the wallet, look at your wallet, look at your purse. And um, have you bought your new purse for the year? So I don't carry a purse. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I think I, I stopped carrying a purse um, about four years ago when I became self-employed. Wow. <laughs> I can see mom's face on, on Zoom and she looks rather shocked. She's speechless. Well, I'm a little surprised by that because I can't, I can't, difficult for maybe me to think about how that works, how you carry everything. But uh, okay, so okay, maybe there's other people out there like you. I, maybe, maybe this is a, you know, your generation. Well, I mean, I think now with like apps and stuff, like, I, you know, a, a lot of like my memberships, like my gym membership and stuff like that's just like on an app. Okay. You know, um, have to carry a card with you. I don't have to carry a card. Like um, all my music is on my phone. And I use like my, carry, you don't have to carry your boom box with you. No. <laughs> it's like my walkman. <laughs> your walkman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you I don't know. I keep slowing down version. Yeah. Okay. But, but I do still like for the new year, every year, like there's a place in my house where I store my money mm -hmm. and it's just like in an, a red envelope. And I always like change the red envelope out and go through the money and like any money that's like rather crinkly or torn at all. Like I take to the bank and like just reorganize where, so I mean, I have a ritual that I do, but it's not necessarily with like where I carry my money when I'm on the go. So this is interesting. I never thought of it. So you're saying using your thinking there yeah. that even if in my safe, I had uh, some extra cash there or something of, of some value that I might go in and, and change out the envelope. Correct. Kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. But, just about like kind of, yeah. Upgrading where your money's being held. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for me, that's because I don't, I never carry cash on me. You know, I have my debit, my credit card on the back of my phone, you know, that's, but I guess I could change like the little thing that it sits in. It's just black, but the case you mean I could update the case. Yeah. Update the case. So, okay. Well, now we're talking now we're current. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now we're current. I'm going to update the case. Okay. I like that. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. But the, so what should you buy any type of purse? Does it make any difference? I think it does. So um, water year, it's a water year. So water represents, of course, water. So colors of water. So grays, silvers, blues, right? Would be yeah. all very supportive. You want to, it's not so much that you want to line up with the tiger as much as you want to line up with the element. Correct. And this is going to be a water year. And next year is going to be a water year as well. Um, so the idea of, you know, um, as I said, the metallics, but even black, a black purse would certainly be black, blue, silver, gold, metallics. Yeah. Uh, you can do patterns. I, I just happened to find a great purse already uh, that has kind of a um, Monet look to it, so to speak, kind of water lilies. And uh, nice. anyhow, you know, that's what I'm using now this year. But um, yeah, I would avoid the brown purses. I'd avoid the red purses. Those would be two colors I would kind of, you know, maybe pull out for, a, you know, a special occasion or something. If this is not a damning thing, if you yeah. <laughs> go no. to a special event and you have your red purse, this isn't like, oh, you can't do that. But, you know, it's not your standard go-to 
right. purse for the year or wallet. And men obviously maybe are limited so much more in color, but again, um, this is can be something even about adding a coin into a wallet, you know, putting some metallic around the wallet. Uh, again, metal supports water. So we that's how we can go with that thinking. Absolutely. Um, next, let's talk about the Grand Duke. And I know this could throw some people off, but this is, you know, if we want to receive financial blessings um, this year, we want to acknowledge the Grand Duke of Jupiter. It's an intangible star. And uh, this year we, we'll, talk, we'll call him the Duke. We'll sit in the Northeast area. And so we want you to identify that Northeast area of your home, not based on your front door, based on the actual directional of like, where is North in your city, where, right, Northeast area. And we want you to make some sort of upgrade to this sector of your home and your property line before he arrives um, February 4th. Yeah. Right. And, and that that's, we're not going to get real clarification on that, but February 1st, we're calling the Chinese new year, February 4th, we want all the cures done by. So we're not giving you much time. Unfortunately, you're hearing this on the 31st. Uh, that's as soon as you could hear it at least. Yeah. Um, but the idea is, and again, it's fictional. Yes. But it's a longstanding belief. The grand Duke shows up, rises up, so to speak in the sky. And we, we want to welcome you want to welcome that spirit, that beneficial, the sense of good luck, opportunity that could be coming to you this year. So the idea is you literally go into the corner of your yard or the apartment or the home and you do an upgrade. Doesn't mean a $10,000 upgrade, probably no time for that here, but the idea of cleaning, sweeping, you know, decluttering, just all those basic things. I always go out in my yard and I generally put some new plaque or something up on that wall in the, in the Northeast sector. And it changes every year, but this year it is the Northeast. And it's between 52 and 67 degrees, just in case you um, do get very yes. specific with this area. That is 52 to 67. Absolutely. Because Northeast is actually a wider swath than that. And that gets very specific into uh, to get your compass out. Yeah. And one other thing, the idea of we want to enhance this area, but also throughout the year, we do not want to necessarily disturb this sector with any major renovations so things like yeah i mean um you know this is not the year to put a pool in in the in the northeast or to uh build a casita you know uh sometimes things have to be done we totally get it and uh if that's the case you can uh, there are some cures you can put in place to kind of you know using a uh, a six rod uh, oh my gosh what do you call them um chime, chime six yeah. rod metallic chime and hang it off the corner of the house to interrupt the line between the house and that wherever that work is being done to protect the home. Again, these sound, may sound silly. They may sound kind of unrelatable if you haven't been accustomed to hearing about these type of cures, but it's just acknowledging. It's acknowledging, oh, there could be a problem and I'm going to manage it. I'm going to handle it. Yeah. Um, if you have a Piao in your house, especially last year, if you purchased um, our Lunar New Year box, uh, he was included. Um, it's a little dog sitting on coins. This is the Grand Duke's best friend. Uh, we want to position him looking to that northeast corner of the property line to greet the Grand Duke as he arrives. 
And it's certainly okay to reuse from year to year the Piao. The Piao is just kind of the sidekick. He's basically a dog, happy to see his owner again. And so we're just, he's always searching for where is the Grand Duke, wants to find the Grand Duke. So it's a cute thing, really cute thing to do with children. Uh, the idea of get Piao, again, based to that Northeast, again, those same uh, direction, degrees 52 to 67. And then you leave him in place for the year. Yep. Uh, one other thing that I like to do is I like to buy like oranges. Um, you could mm. also purchase tangerines or clementines, whatever maybe might be more available in your area. Um, they kind of look like big coins, right? Big circle golden coins. And so they do su suggest prosperity. And the idea of rolling, opening your front door and rolling them into the home, like we're uh, yeah, rolling prosperity, good luck, a long life into the home. Again, really fun thing if you have kids, it's like bowling, right. have them stand outside the front door and, you know, uh, have a target of some sort they're trying to hit and they roll them in. It's, it's just, it's a fun thing, but we're, we're setting that intention of prosperity rolling into our lives. And the citrus is just great, even if you're just going to keep it on the countertop as a, as a something nice to look at, um, is the, the acid of citrus cuts. So it's, it's a cleansing. Right. That's why oftentimes we see that coming at the end of a meal, the orange slices in a in an Asian restaurant, because it cuts, it cuts, it completes, it seals the taste buds for the meal. Um, one thing that I hear a lot about, and I hear this too as well for the new year, um, is um, that we celebrate is like that do not clean on the new year don't sweep, don't do laundry, because the idea that it like washes away your wealth. You know what? I, I have, I so bad about guilty. That. I'm so, I, I am so I guilty of that. I, I feel like that's a day, man. I'm, I'm fired up in January one to let's get things in order, sweeping. And I've broken that one. But again, I lean a little bit to being, I prioritize work. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not the chill laid back, right? Like, <laughs> I love, yeah, let's, you know, let's, let's party or something of that nature. So I just naturally go that way, but the, the, all, everything always says, take it easy on January one, but you know what, if you want to stay busy, you know, if you're a worker, you might want to do some work in January one, if you want to do more work during the year. Right. Right. We need some time down chill. Right. So we would suggest if you are able maybe to put less focus on sweeping or on cleaning on that January 31st leading into February 1st. Right. Right. And what about red envelopes? Red envelopes are kind of fun thing to do. Um, you can purchase the red envelopes. Uh, you can use red envelopes that you might have left over from Christmas cards, but yes, there are the real deal ones that have some great Asian Im imagery, uh, uh, letters, uh, you know, gold letters, a uh, place for prosperity um, on them or relationships or love. Uh, but the key thing is oftentimes to get fresh dollar bills. Always a fun thing to do to go to the bank and get some new, you know, crisp bills and, uh, you know, give them as presents to yeah. young people particularly, but, uh, yeah, you know, place them, place them in your home, set intentions with them. Yeah, I really like the idea of using the red envelopes to set intentions in the home. You know, you just write what your affirmation is 
on the inside. If you're new with affirmations, we want them to be in the most positive state possible. So it's not something like, I'm not going to be single this year. Right. You want to say something like, I attract healthy, beneficial relationships, write it down and put it in the red envelope. And then you could, you know, kind of display it a little bit in the relationship area of the home. Um, If you have, a bigger intention just for the home in general. You can put it under the mat leading to the front door under your welcome mat. So just another way to bring attention to it by putting in that bright red color. Yeah, I always recommend that people maybe inside piece of a piece of art that might be hanging by the front door, just stick the envelope behind it, maybe just letting a tad, tad bit peek out because the eye sees it, the eye catches it kind of even unconsciously and kind of reinforces that intention. Absolutely. Throughout the year. If you I can't take any clients who, when they've gone to move and they've <laughs> called me up and said, Oh my God, Mary, we set this intention 10 years ago. And here it is behind this picture. You know, here it comes yeah. falling out when they go to move and take the picture off the wall. And I go, Well, did it come true? And they go, You know, they have to sit back a second. They go, Yeah, it did. You know, yeah, absolutely. If you feel like you had a hard uh, 2021, Maybe um, one of the things that you can do on the eve of January 31st is open all the windows in your home uh, to let the old out. Now, depending on where you are, I know even in Las Vegas, that would be a little cold (laughs) opening all the windows. But even if you just do it for a certain amount of time, just intentionally let the old energy out of the home. Front door and back door, you know, that's enough right there to let some proof fresh air in, so to speak. Absolutely. Okay. Any other ones you want to talk about mom before we wrap up? I want to start talking. I want to just allude to our upcoming celebration that we have. Yeah, we do have one coming up. Any no, final- I'm good. I've got it. Any final thoughts on the lunar new year? No. Okay. Okay. So no. that wraps up um, our talk on the lunar new year. So happy lunar new year to everyone. Um, we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about another celebration, but we, mom and me have our 100th podcast episode on February 14th. So it actually is Valentine's day, which I mean, two celebrations, we three totally celebrations. planned that one, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Two years ago, we planned it out now. Yeah. Um, so 100 episodes we will be celebrating next month, which is just super exciting. So we just want to thank everyone for uh, your support and for listening. And we always just love the sweet messages, the text messages, the messages on Instagram, the emails, uh, the comments on Facebook, just um, how much you guys look forward to Monday mornings and listening to us. So we would actually like to hear from you uh, in celebration of our hundredth episode. We would like to either answer questions that you have. If you want to submit them through text, DM, um, email. Um, I don't, I don't think you mind mom, but I'll curate all the questions that come through, <laughs> but you can email me at the katewind at gmail.com. Um, or you can find either of us on our website, or if you have more of a relationship with one of us, Again, yeah, reach yeah. Out. If the, anyone who's on who you know regularly texts back and forth with me more than welcome to send your comment to me. That's fine. Or if you have my email, uh, Mary at maryswick.com. Great. We, you know, we're just looking for 
um, some feedback of some sort. We'd like loved it, kind of celebrate with everybody, so yeah. to speak. And um, so the episode, we're not sure which way it's going to go. We're going to kind of listen to the way the questions or the comments go, and we're just going to play off of it. Yeah, I think right now the kind of rough outline is that we're going to tell a little, share a little bit more about ourselves, just because mm-hmm. it is our anniversary that uh, maybe you want to know more about us. Uh, we're going to share a little bit about what we know about our listeners in regards to how many are male, how many are female, where the right. furthest person is listening from. That'll just be a short amount of time. I'm, I'm but, interested in hearing that. Yeah. You know. And then of course, if there's any questions that come in, or even if you have some great stories of how you've listened to us and you've uh, implemented something into your life from a feng shui or astrology standpoint, and it was life-changing or it was an aha moment, we would love to hear that and share it with our listeners. So we are still putting it together, but we are kind of, we're looking to you guys to see (laughs) what do you want? uh, What do you want to hear? What do you want to share? And uh we look forward to that celebration as well, of course, as Valentine's Day. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that wraps up our top our talk today. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.